Welcome to Prima's 2022 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Diane Becker will discuss communicating with the frog. Diane is the Communications and Marketing Director for the League Association of Risk Management. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Diane. Great to be on here and be part of the Prima's podcast series. Sounds good. So for starters, what do you mean by communicating with the frog? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a a unique title, how to communicate with the frog. But what I mean is, how do you communicate with people? How do you get information to someone like a frog? It'd be easiest just to, he needs to get to a pond to be safe, so you just want to pick him up and throw him. And sometimes we feel that way about getting our risk management information to our members. We want to just open the, the top of their head and dump in the information, but but just like it, it's not best to pick up the frog, it's also best to find unique and effective ways to communicate with people. Just just like thinking of your audience, like um, what are their needs? What would be something they really individually that they're looking for risk management? Maybe their population size you have to consider or their location within within the area. And then once you, you think about, well, what are their needs? It's easier to you know get that information to them that, actually tailored to them. And then you'd have to think of the most effective techniques of doing that with, you know, like, let's say you're talking to the city council, maybe, or you're talking to the office staff, or it might be you're talking to maintenance and utility workers. So even even that audience, those audiences, they're all going to have different needs. And so that's the most effective way to start out is, is by thinking of, of them first. And then you go to what is actually your goal of communication. So like, you know, a goal would be, for instance, knowing, all right, why do we want that? For instance, why do we want that frog in that pond? Because he's safer there. So what is our goal for getting communication out to our members? And, you know, we we like to think that, that a really good starting point is is trust is we need trust from our members so that they know, yeah, we really are thinking of your needs and how you can be safe. And so you, you it's good to start out with a, a goal like that. Maybe a cool goal is to hey, we need a we need to have better interaction. We need to have a great communication to our website. But the, if you start out with a, an overriding goal, even overall that of, of like trust, then you know, you know what? Our interaction with our members is going to increase trust because I know them and I know that they are looking at our specific needs and they really are want to help us be safe. And then your website, it goes the same way with the goal of the website then is to show that, hey, we've got links here that are going to help you. And so that that's a great communication because they are trusting that you're going to have, whether it be your website or your communicating, your interaction with them or any other sort of programs that you're providing is going to communicate trust and communicate with them that we know your needs and we're always looking to help you with those needs 
And that goes a long way with communication because people are, are more likely to listen to what you have to say when you're not just thinking of, of your pool, but you're thinking of them. I'm the communications director for our pool, Nebraska. And, you know, I it sounds like, oh, communications director, so all the communications, you know, that comes through the communications office. Well, you know, that is really just a, a very small slice of communications of any pool because communicating is, of an organization is everything they do from their logo to their emails that anybody in the, in the organization sends, their website, any social media they send, and even the interaction when staff stops in at a member, member's office and talks to them. So everyone really needs, to, with that goal in mind, like I'd said, of, 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 let's say trust, for instance, that to grow trust so that they will listen more and pay attention. So everyone in the organization then needs to be communicating those goals. And listening is a big part of that. It doesn't make any difference if who it is in the organization listening to the members' needs should be a priority, and you know that is something that everyone should be trained to do. Is is know that sure we have information, valuable information that we want to get out to our members, but our number one thing is to listen to what what their needs are and maybe what's happening out in the state. Once then, everyone in the whole organization knows that we need to listen listen to what what's going on you know, out in those communities, we may find that they have they have some needs that we didn't realize. There were there have been instances when we had in Nebraska we had flooding that was disastrous across the state. And it wasn't just it wasn't just a couple areas. Um we had such flooding that nearly half of the state there were there were roads closed, bridges out Towns that had their parks were underwater, streets were underwater. It was just a really strange spring. And listening to our members, we were able to find out that they had some immediate needs. So we had our board, again, not just staff has to buy in to what your goal is, but also our board of directors. They buy into that, bought into this, this too, that we need to listen, listen to our members before we even can communicate to them. And so we they actually approved a special grant that we had available to help them out with needs, whether it be they, all of their barricades maybe had been swept away by a river that went over its banks into the town. That was kind of a common thing. There were people who needed assistance with cleanup of their city offices. So that listening and responding then to the needs which may change in one weekend, their needs may change. And then as we're listening and responding, then we provide those services, provide that grant. In other instances, we've found that a real common problem right now, it was some of, probably across the nation, is cybersecurity. So we were able to put together a program on malicious emails and go out and talk to a group 
of clerks who are the ones who are in these communities who are, you know, one of the frontline workers for preventing these malicious emails from allowing hackers to get into the, the community systems. So we were able to go to take a program out to these communities and address this problem that they were having with cybersecurity. So really, always when you're responding to their needs, again, they'll be more apt to listen to what you have to say rather than just dumping information on them. They understand that you are conscious of of where they're at. And so there'll be more communication is not a one-way river of information that you're just pouring onto your members. Communication is absolutely goes both ways and it's it's not going to be effective if your theory of communication is is just putting information out there. I know there's an aspect of communicating ineffectively and it's probably good to talk about that because people sometimes think that hey I've talked about slips, trips and falls forever and we've sent out a newsletters And we've put it on our website and we have PowerPoint presentations that we give at a yearly conference and we still have a lot of claims for slips, trips, and falls. So instead of, sometimes it's easy to even blame the people who are out in the communities for their lack of safety knowledge or lack of putting those that safety knowledge to use. But we also need to look at at how have we been getting that information out because it's probably and it has to do with how we're communicating those safety tips to our members that there is a reason why the claims are still happening. So we've been working at that and we found that particularly with falls, we had a lot of members who may be getting up into like a skid loader or climbing into a snowplow and as they're getting up there, they're falling and may fall coming, going up or getting down off of these, this equipment and injuring themselves, whether it be actually a, a twisted ankle or maybe a broken arm, back injuries that we saw. There seemed to be a lot of those types of injuries. So one of our staff members who he was listening to people talking about how how many injuries they have have from these types of falls. So he came up with an idea of designing our own sticker called Three Points of Contact. And we got together and as a team, our staff designed a, a really caricature of a guy, of a person getting into a vehicle with the three points of contact and made a sticker, a very nice sticker that our members can put on these vehicles that every time a person steps up into the vehicle, they see this picture showing that you have to have three points of contact. And it shows either two arms, one foot on touching the vehicle. So that's been an effective way for us to communicate because the newsletters, who knows who is reading those newsletters, that it's sometimes good to have those paper newsletters laying on the break table, but that obviously wasn't a very effective way to, to communicate that three points in contact. So we found that posters and that might be most effective. The stickers, 
might be most effective. So thinking about the person on the other end rather than what we think is a really effective way of getting information across is always going to be a good way to get that information to those who need it. So it seems like a simple way communication is, you you know, think of your audience and who are you talking to? Think of your goal. What do you really want to communicate? What is it that you want to communicate? Really think specific overall goal. And then under that, you know, what do you want them to know that possibly and they're not hearing anywhere else? And then your techniques. Or it may be that you think we've got all these great links on our website. While there may be people who are in, in the maintenance who really are the ones who are needing this safety tips, but they don't really go spend a lot of time on the website. And so maybe they do need, maybe a poster would be most effective. And yet you maybe also want to, want to communicate with the board members. Board members may never see that poster that you think is, has been effective for the maintenance workers, and they don't go to the website, but they may religiously read the League of Municipalities in your state. They may religiously read those publications. So if you could get some safety information to them that way, that would speak to their needs as far as having a an ample safety program and providing opportunities for safety education. So that audience too needs to have safety information communicated to them and it has different techniques needed for them too. But again, you have to listen. Go to a conference where there are many board members or city council members that they can listen to what their needs that they identify in their communities. So it's, that's a great place to listen and hear about those needs. And then a lot of times being at the office and talking to the clerks and the executive directors of, of our members to see what their needs and actually see in their, be in their communities and, and show that, yeah, we are interested in your needs and how we can help you out. So listening is a great technique because it shows trust. And back to the frogs, frogs are not going to want to be thrown in. They're going to fight it tooth and nail. But if you understand the frog's needs, you can easily get them where they're supposed to go. And actually, with our members, once you have their trust that you are looking out for their needs, and you are providing them with valuable information and not just information you're dumping on them, but you know that will be valuable specifically to them. If you do that, you will be their resource that they will come to for future needs. You will be the ones that they will call because they will trust that you will take those needs and actually act on them and, and be there for them. So that's kind of what communicating with the frog is, just taking time to listen, effectively have them trust you and communicate with that trust in mind. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view Prima webinars, 
read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.